Hi, I'm Emma Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast. I'm joined this morning by Dennis Hurley and Barry O'Mahony. It's smiles all around today. Cork had a couple of wins over the weekend. Barry had a dream weekend because he started off with Leeds, getting a stunning victory in the championship there as they try and claw their way back to the Premier League. And obviously for Dennis, Ars- Arsenal smashed Newcastle. So it was thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up all around. Um, it makes a pleasant change from the last few weeks. Anyway, we were talking about negativity. Now we won't be getting too carried away either because I suppose... The hurlers had an awful last quarter, did get the job done, but played quite poorly for the last 15, 20 minutes. And obviously the footballers needed a bit of a, a an escape to victory, thanks to Morris Shanley, visiting in a goal, the Clonacilty man, who's a teacher in Gloucester Column, I, I found out over the weekend, um, and, and smashed in a goal. Bar- Barry, relief is absolutely underlying, un- underscore relief is the word, isn't it? Yeah, uh, th- that's the word, Eamon. Um, they, they won, and, and that's about the size of it. You know, the performance wasn't great, but um, you know, it, it was all about getting the, the two league points and, and you know, come back down the road with a, bit with, with, with a first win um, under their belt. And, and you know, and they did, in fairness to them, um, because you know, two minutes into injury time, you know, it looked like uh, Fermano were going to win the game, up a point, and they had a great uh, goal opportunity. But uh, Christopher Kelly, who had a fine game, made a, a brilliant save, uh, made himself big to, to stop the shot. and. Um, Speaking of Christopher Kelly, he actually made a good save as well in the first half. After seven minutes, he, he had a he had a solid game, but that was a crucial game. There, that, difference makers. But like. that, that was a crucial moment because Cork went down the other end, and Roy uh, Dean played a, a big part in the uh, in the goal. He set up uh, Mawa Shanley, and uh, he used his his height, I suppose, to, to get above the uh, Fermanagh defenders and and, and palm the ball into net. But there was there was still five minutes to go. Um, it was a a crucial um, score. There like there was seven minutes added on. Um and you know Fermanagh had their chances late on, but uh, Cork just 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 hung on really towards the end, and it was just relief. You know, it wasn't huge celebrations after the game, but no, it, it, it was it was it was more relief. I'd say you'd nearly be seeing a, a weight lifting off uh, off John Cleary and his selectors, anyways, as uh, well the players. Like, absolutely, such pressure on him. Going massive, up like and like I don't think you know. I suppose they will be probably worried about aspects of the the performance, but like uh, as I just said, it was all about getting the win, and and that's what they've done. And you know, I suppose you know. It could be a huge moment, you know, in in their season. You know, is it a turning point? You know, and 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 thankfully, you know, they they got that bit of luck on on Sunday. I suppose they didn't get the the, the rubber green. I suppose against uh, Loud and Kevin, but they they certainly. But it was the missed goal chances um, probably like cost them really in those two games too, didn't they? Like Cork and yeah. you know. You know, they couldn't convert their goal chances here. They, all right, they, Ian McGuire missed one in the chance in the first half, but they got a goal in the latter stages of the game, kept a clean sheet, and they got a dodge with a win. Yeah, and you know, they certainly had the rubbery green on Sunday, but like, you know, they got one goal and they could easily <laughs> had a three or four. Um, like Daniel O'Mahony hit the crossbar, Colm McCallan, um, was unlucky with his effort. Brian O'Driscoll had an opportunity, there was Ian McGuire somehow missed a goal opportunity in the uh, in the first half. Um, like they had plenty of opportunities, and you know that is a huge positive. Like and, and, they, and going, know, for, going forward for Cork in the longer term, it's only one win on it. But being a bit more clinical with their goal chances will will be vital for them being anyway competitive for the rest of the league. Obviously, trying to to stay up, avoid relegation, avoid going to talent cups. But every game, you know, you're covering all the matches. They are creating three or four chances every match. They do have a hard running style, very athletic team. A lot of guys who can play off the shoulder. They do get a lot of opportunities. It's an awful pity they can't take more of them you know I mean, they're making life very hard for themselves yeah because it, it is a problem um, and like it, they only had three wides in the game on, on Sunday like um, it was just a so they were clinical elsewhere they were clinical elsewhere bow, you know uh, maybe raising green flags but they, you know the one they did uh, raise was, was so important and um, 
like you know despite the the long journey up the road there was a, a, a nice bend of cox waters that you know that travel up north and um you know it was a nice moment there at the end they kinda, you know they, they clapped the players you know coming off the pitch and um you know it, it was a huge relief huge relief and you know even when i was talking to john cleary after the game he was like event that uh how you wanted to lay down, I suppose, because it was yeah, exactly. It, it was I mean, not. You, you it was not all, you, you like, put it all in there. Yeah. And, I mean, whether you win or lose in all these games, then it's it always said that like, like everyone from the Division Four all the way up to Division One in the football league all across the world, they're all training hard, sacrificing their lives, putting it all in. I mean, you know, when you're getting the headlines or you're popping up on League Sunday, being told how terribly you're going and how oh, your yeah. county is in the horrors, which is happening with Cork quite a lot. It's it tough, has like, to wear pressure. on you, definitely. Yeah, and the, for Cork, I think the big thing will be the way they won us. You know, it looked like it could very easily have been a game that would just be out of reach from you know getting the updates in the second half, and from Anna were kind of staying a point or two ahead, and Cork could pull pull one back, and then from Anna get another one. So to just keep at it and keep believing in yourself, and to get the goal at the end to win it like that, you know, have will have to really really boost confidence, and especially now with the next game coming just a week later, and Kildare coming to Parky Creeve, a great opportunity to to get two more points on the board and it just kind of eases the worries a bit and we'll just keep the momentum going and hopefully finish the league on a positive then. It was like that Kildare game now was, is, you know, was massive. It was always going to be a massive one regardless of the result above in, in Fermanagh on Sunday because like, you know, Cork was still in the relegation uh, zone. They look like they're heading down. Um, so I suppose you want to kind of put the nail in their coffin, yeah. so to speak, and also get another two points to board yourself. Because I mean, it's who who joins Kildare going down. I mean, Loud look the most likeliest, and I suppose before the league, Loud were probably favourites to go down. But at the same time, yeah. they've a win over Cork, so they've a head to head over Cork now. And even though Fermanagh had three points on the board prior to the Sunday's game, like they have a tough run of fixtures now to. To, to round off their league campaign so they could be you know dragged into it now as well so but like you know if, if Cork win on Sunday against against Kildare you know maybe they can start looking upwards you know sort of uh, looking behind them and uh, but, well, but Cork, Cork should be finishing ahead of, uh, like Kildare obviously are, are you know on paper and given their underage they're, they're competitive against Dublin they win Leinster titles and all that they should be doing better right but they, they, they're struggling as a county at the moment Glen Ryan's under massive pressure they're probably going out but like, I mean Cork should be coming ahead of loads in Fermanagh to be beating those teams and finishing ahead of them in the league. That's, that's whatever about you look beyond that to the likes of our man Donegal. Like, there's no excuse really to not be finishing, you know, when, at, when, at, when you at look least at last year fifth in the league. Yeah, like when you look at last year and beating two Division 1 teams in the Championship and getting to the All-Ireland quarterfinals again. Like you say, on paper, Cork should definitely be pushing for promotion or in, at least in the top half. Um, so the first few games were probably an underperformance against Parr and Ideally, you know, <laughs> that'll turn around. Yeah. To what extent, we don't know. I suppose you can't look past the Kildare game and that just has to be the focus and getting to four points and then looking to, to build on that. Yeah, you still have Mead to call me a very mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. two tough, tough games. games like yeah. Mead, Mead seems to be going but pretty like, well. If, so. if Cork were to lose to Kildare, you know, though, if, you know, back to square one, really. Then ah, like, if Cork lose to yeah. Kildare, they'll find it difficult not to be relegated, let's be honest. I think if Cork lose to Kildare, they'll, it'll... They'll, they'll definitely be ready again. Yeah, I mean, they'll have a head-to-head negative against Loud. They'll have to go beat me the way. And then yeah. they'll be playing Armagh, who, you know... And you'd have a negative head-to-head with Kildare, too. Yes. Because, like, Mead have an outside better, you know, of getting promoted. Armagh are joint top, uh, you know, as we speak. So, two really difficult games. Um, so, yeah, Cork, just, you know, it's, it's, it's not a must-win. And going, going back to the weekend, 
very strange when Cork brought their team out on Friday night. It's just a small thing. It's a great bugbear of mine. Obviously, there'll often be changes. There'll be injuries in the warm-up where there's one or, one or two guys coming back. I don't really understand yeah. this kind of thing of a Friday night team release that isn't yeah. the right team. And I particularly don't understand when the only change put down is Michal Martin, who hasn't played yet in the league, who's coming back from injury. He's being touted as, as, you know, returning to the number one spot and then he doesn't play. And then Chris Kelly, of course, has, has a fine game instead. Yeah, there was, no there sense was a bit odd, unless no Chris Kelly's a Roy Keane fan and <laughs> has an attachment to the number 16 jersey or something. He's he a Roy Keane fan. It's kind of silly stuff, though, to me. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Um, because, like, from my understanding uh, last week was that Chris Kelly was always going to be in goal and uh, obviously when the team dropped in on, on Friday I was surprised at me all A. Martin what was named yeah but I mean there was four changes but I mean, which, which is bad as well like Conor Corbett wasn't even originally on the, uh, on the programme great yeah. he started got a fabulous sideline from the corner flag I saw I saw someone on Twitter had uh, had that up and an amazing score like she was literally like a corner an in-swinger um, and it was great he was back so like grand we'll say if Conor Corbett became available he has been playing in the Sigerson Cup he has had a few injuries but the other changes I, I, I don't get it I don't yeah because uh, Dara Cashman came He's Came in, came, Fahey, came yeah. in for Fluke Fahey. You know, I know. Look, you could see what what Cork management were trying to do. Do it, you know. Um, but obviously, you know, it, it just didn't work. And, and Dower got uh, taken off halftime, and Luke came on and made a difference. Um, but Conor Corbett's uh, point from the sideline was incredible. And actually, Keir O'Connor from from Ballincollig. Took a video of it and it was it was on social media yeah. on, on Sunday night. So great pe- angle of it. You know, people should should check that video out on, on social media. It was uh, incredible for, for from the, the corner flag really, and uh, it was it was unbelievable. It was a crucial score. But look, yeah. the, the, the switches they made in the second half obviously worked. Roy Dean set up the goal. He came off the bench as well. He was another guy na- na- named to start. So yeah, well, Roy actually made a you know a big impact. Um, but it was a, you know a lot of other key performers. I thought Maddie Taylor at wing back was outstanding, and he and he got a point. Brian Hurley. Um, kicked you know eight points, seven frees, and and some of those frees you know weren't uh, and, and that's the hasn't it? Like they've been missing place balls you know, over the last few games, and in general, you know, you need to be up to kind of ninety percent really with your free taking, a la hurling. Yeah, and, and you like, need to be taking you know, chances I, I, when as, the as I just as, as I said earlier, like Hawk only had three wide, so yeah. obviously it's, it's something that they, they had been working on in, in training over the last few weeks. Huge, uh, and and Dennis over to the hurling. Um, they, they looked fantastic there for about 15 minutes after yeah. ha- halftime Waterford were very, very under strength my impression of it you, you might have a different thing was I, I didn't think Waterford were showing a whole lot obviously they had quite an experimental team out missing a lot of players you know not saying they wanted to go end up in 10 points down with, with midway through the second half but they, they'll probably be a very different animal the way they set up and play down in Walsh Park League Sunday on Sunday night was criticising Davy Fitz and all the rest and I know he, he drives people daft sometimes with his uh, you know bizarre post-match interviews and and things but I don't think Waterford will be too bothered if they do get relegated and I certainly think all they'll be looking at is we'll bring Cork down to Walsh Park it's a very different venue to play in than Parky Cueve and we'll set up a lot differently there, there's probably a, a lot of that to it, right? Davy, Davy did seem a bit perplexed in in the post match, um, just as, as to what happened in that fifteen minute period, uh, after half time. He was saying it's a it's a team you now in their their league games to date, um, and like whatever letting Cork overrun them at the other end, Waterford, <laughs> their, their shooting was a bit like um, you know, near the end of Dumb and Dumber, where where Lloyd Christmas comes out <laughs> and tries to shoot the fellow who's who's uh, kidnapping Harry. And he's like, oh, you're, you're alive and you're a terrible shot. They were hitting some <laughs> awful wides. Um, and then all of a sudden they were on a few experienced guys. And then Jamie Barr was very prominent, doesn't yeah. he? Thankfully, by that stage, Cork had a 10-point lead and they, they just did enough to hold off Waterford. The, the bottom line is that 
things weren't completely disastrous when Cork were losing to Clare by three or Kilkenny by one. They're not top of the Superstars world because they're beating Waterford uh, by two. There still is that zone out and it's it came after halftime in Cusack Park. It came in the first 25 minutes against Kilkenny. It came in the last 15 minutes on Sunday. Um, so it's something that has to be eradicated. And like n- none of the games have seen a full-choice Cork team. It's very hard really to pick what a championship fifteen would be because you have twenty nine players. Pat Pat said have started. Yeah, the rest of the and league. like you have a thirty seven man panel, and there's so many guys you know that come down to, to find margins. Uh, he did say that you're that he's looking to kind of get towards a settled team for the last two matches, but then you don't know what would happen with injuries and things like that. Yeah, um, like you said, really encouraging period just after half time. They went in a point up. After after doing well in the first half, very good shooting efficiency. Efficiency did only I think two wides, and they, they were working the ball into shooting areas. You know, the, the yeah, there was very few no speculative long range ones. Field, yeah, yeah, and like the, the the wind the wind was strong, and they they kind of they they played smartly, uh, and then just the concession of the goal, just kind of brought Waterford back into it, and Waterford even went ahead, and then Cork went in, but leading by a point, Patrick Horgan got two frees before half time, and then just. That the start of that second half is the way you want Cork playing. Pat Ryan mentioned the, the speed of the play and guy, having guys running off the shoulder and you know how we, you basically you're looking to take that 15, 20 minutes and expand it to 70. Obviously, a lot easier said than done. But yeah, it, it did show, it showed a flash, I suppose, of what we want to see. Yeah, at times, I, obviously, obviously, Kieran Joyce was driving up driving up the field. A couple of times you'd like to see him maybe pop the pass, but absolutely, he's some man to, to, to break out from that centre-back yeah. position, you know, and, cover and ground Jack O'Connor's goal was outrageous yeah like Jack just has that direct that running and the pace. pace and you know he could have maybe passed to Brian Hayes to his right um, but he backed himself and it was a great shot right into the corner no saving it Um, so that was his first start since the Clare league match last year you incredible know. isn't it yeah, it's such like, a bad run of injuries you kind of you remember Mark Coleman and Alan Connolly missed the whole year but Jack as well like you know Considering he was so good, we'll say back in twenty twenty one and the run to the All Ireland final. The shin splints was was the issue yeah, for him. Was shin problems, yeah, yeah, and it's just something that he couldn't get right. And then we saw him coming back to his best in the, the county championship last year. And so he 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 could be a valuable asset if if he if he does stay fit. Um, there was jo- nice Joe way, Millerick again very good in defence. Um, there was a nice work rate for that first again fifty minutes. Yeah, great yeah. Tackling and like everything, in, in the first half, though. that was clear. There was. There was nothing kind of coming out easy from from the Waterford defence guys working hard. The the puck out strategy is still one maybe that they're trying to kind of nail down properly. It's kind of lining up in two banks of five to give a lot of options. But even too if too crowded then nearly. Even if you get it to the second bank of five, there's still a long, uh, you know, a long way to go to the opposition goal. I suppose you you you're, you're bank banking on having. Like the runners like there, yeah. the runners there it, it's it's probably labour intensive but you know you, you I, have I suppose to if you if you pull the opposition up the pitch a bit and then if you have Dara Fitz back someone like Jack yeah. O'Connor if he's going like he's going at the moment and, and makes the team in championship he may not but you know even Coleman can break the line you know Joyce is exceptional at it. you know you do have a lot of pace then coming out but look it, it, it's it, it's rough around the edges so far yeah, but but they're trying something as that's well. it and it's, it is only the league and you're not going to have everything functioning fully they have the two points on the board. They're going to Offaly Sunday week. They'll be strong favourites for that. Um, and then, you know, Wexford in the last match. So, they, they, they could be taking on Wexford in a thing where basically winner stays, or, you know, a draw depending much, on scoring yeah. difference. But winner stays up in Division 1 next year. Than yeah, but they, they could be battling for third place. Like, Wexford, 
well, you know, they've drawn three matches. They've drawn with Kil- Kilkenny and Clare, and they've drawn with Offaly as well. Um, and you know, so they, they're only on three points. Despite they, having played well, yeah, yeah. So they they could feasibly be on six points. Like, um, more likely they could be on four if they'd won two and lost one. But say of those three draws, it'd probably be a pivotal match like that. Um, but I think y- you'd have to you'd have to hope or expect that a, a full strength Cork team by that stage would be would be favourites going to Wexford and the way it goes is the top three in each division certainly stay up yeah the, the seventh team that will make up division one we had thought because the J had first said there was going to be a playoff but it's actually now going to be based on scoring difference or points or yeah, whoever the best fourth place finishes yeah like it was on the J website back in December mentioning a playoff between the two fourth place teams a playoff would only happen now it seems if the two fourth place teams had absolutely identical records because it'll come down to points on the table scoring difference total scored goal scored goal scored fewest goals conceded and then a playoff we're probably not heading into a playoff at any point I think they realised that they probably wouldn't get a huge gate for such a match and teams probably don't want to be playing a match like well, that D- D- Dublin will, will most likely be, f- be fourth in the other division and obviously they have an awful scoring difference now because they've shipped some huge, yeah, huge tallies but, but I think I think third place is there for Cork if they win the, the two matches so and that's the main thing and, and just, just I, I suppose in that in that fade out for the last 17 minutes I'm not going to read too much into it but Christy O'Connor in his column for his regular Tuesday column for he did Waterford got 14 shots off in the last 17 minutes and Cork got two off yeah now Waterford missed some awful wides as you were saying they did and like they Christmas got some kind of Hail Mary ones yeah, too yeah but, but but got like that, you know, fourteen shots to two is, you know, you're really, you're really under the cosh there. It's, it's amazing how, how much they lost a grip in the game. But could that have been down to just a couple of new faces and a couple of subs they made? Like yeah, Shane I Kingston th- came in, he had been very good in the previous match in the second half, but he just couldn't get on the ball at all. Yeah, uh, and then Saunderson was a new goalie. Obviously, Alan Con- Connolly was struggling. Good to see Alan Connolly come yeah. in. He he got a free one of those two shots um, in the closing stages. Uh, I think Cork. We're, we're, we're giving fellas game time whereas Waterford were bringing in more experienced guys maybe and they were just having a cut basically you know they had nothing to lose by that stage Davy Fitz did say um, that over the last five or six years that the, th- those players down 10 points might last by 15 or more maybe that was throwing a bit of shade at his predecessors um, I don't know but um that was just a classic David Fitzcarroll. There's no yeah. context for that. And, and, and he said, and How he often did they lose by 15 or 20 points under Liam Cal? Fairly rarely. Yeah, think. like that, he, he, he reckoned if the game had been five or 10 minutes longer, that Waterford would have won. You know, it's easy really to say matter. that. You, you, you don't know really. Um, bottom line is that Cork won. Cork have points on the board. And in the, the new faces, Dennis, um, Colin McCarthy. At, at times looked very good he obviously breaking out with the ball he's excellent maybe sometimes the decision making he won yeah. the shot a couple of passes but he, he looked sharp a good debut for him yeah he, he was helped that Waterford played a sweeper and he was yeah, able to his good move game out for the him. field yeah um, and then Brian, Brian Saunderson goal made some good stops but obviously yeah, the, puck, the puck outs were a bit, were a bit of, you know, he was under yeah, pressure and you can't, you can't blame a goalkeeper a new for, for, for puck outs either you know um, but it is his debut he you know I think People are often guilty of the new option, expecting it to be the perfect solution to everything, and it doesn't work like that. You know, he he has the potential to be a very good goalkeeper. He'll benefit from from that. Like I'm not like, even twenty one yet. Like yeah, he, he came out to, to claim some very good high balls. Yeah, I thought he was good around the square. There. Yeah, the goal maybe he was caught, um, but again, to the a ground shot from whatever ten or twelve yards yeah. out, um, keeper isn't going to really be saving those no. anyway. Um, 
So, you know, he he'll he'll definitely get more chances. Um, and then there was there was Cahill as well, and. Uh, well, Ethan Toomey is relatively new, went yeah, off injured. Very but, unfortunate for him. But Brian Hayes is a new. I mean, Brian Hayes only in his second year. He's trying to nail down a spot. He got three points in play. I thought he looked good at taking the man and looked yeah, fit, he, he, fit he, and lively on his feet there now compared he, to other he, performances um, I've seen of late. He's, he's a big presence, but a, a low ball in. He, he he deals with very well. Yeah, you know, yeah, his touch was he, good. Yeah, and he he knows where the posts are. Um, you wonder will he be a starter come championship given that Cork have so many attacking options. But I think I think probably the days of having a nail down starting fifteen for it's championship. The opposition. Yeah, exactly. Um and Cork Cork have options there. Um and like you say, Eaton Toomey unfortunately had to come off with a hamstring. Sean yeah, Sean O'Donnell had a tight hamstring as well. So um three of the Cork back nine we'll say were replaced in the the, the first half, Kieran Joyce came off and Robert Downey came on and got a point and Joy- Kieran Joyce was able to come back on again and then Owen Downey came on for, for Sean and Donahue. Um, and great to see Mark Coleman back as well. You know, he has, yeah, such a range of passing, you know, it give, really gives you an extra dimension from that um, from from that position and, you know, he'll he'll definitely get better. And before we finish up in Hurling, one interesting kind of, I suppose, tactical switch they did it was the same in the against Clare when they were against the wind Conor Leham wearing number 11 playing centre forward but basically playing as a playmaker pocket passer if you want to do that quarter packy type thing but he, but he was sitting kind of almost across his own 65 picked out a lot of passes I thought when he went off actually Cork lost control yeah. of the game even though he didn't score it was the best game he's ever played without scoring because I thought his use of the ball and was he's, excellent he's been very his consistent throughout the league uh, and he started but it was a similar type role wasn't it for that 15 minutes he was just sitting with yeah, you getting on he, a, some amount of possession he has the experience to, to play it and the, the know-how and like give, given that the team has been rotated so much and he he has been a constant at, at number 11 you know I've never seen him pass the ball more I know he got four points yeah, to play against yeah. Limerick but he is he's looking head up he's playing a different way to what you know how he's played over yeah, the, it's, the it's majority very, of his career it's very encouraging you know to, to see a guy with so much experience and at that age still able to add add new dimension to, to his game so a gap week, gap week this weekend and, and, and off for awfully next week yeah. and Barry there was a couple of breaking news bits over the last last few days on the football front yeah, um, Shawnee Callan was appointed Castlehaven manager on uh, on uh, Sunday night. He has taken over from James McCarthy, who guided the Haven to the county last year and also uh, the, the the Munster title. So uh, and Shawnee, you know he's he's been involved with, with the setup over the last couple of years. He's no stranger to Castlehaven. He captained the team to. The, the county titles in 2012 and uh, and 13. So a bit like the bar is an internal appointment. Someone who was in the setup already. They went for Brian Roach. Y- they yes. even went for for, for Sean. He makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, and and, and his selectors will be will be Gavin uh, Gallagher, uh, Enda Buckley, and uh, Anthony Seymour. And um, also over the weekend, it was a disappointment for Saint Oliver Plunkett's in the Munster Junior B Football Championship uh, final. They lost to. Uh, Shannon Rovers by by two points. You haven't beaten the the kid the carry champions in the yeah. semi. You'd be hoping they got the job done. That that was a pity for them. And this weekend we have the the football league starting off proper. There was a match this week over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. There was just one uh, game um, over the weekend, and and, and Donny's beat uh, or Massa down in um, Skibreen in from Division Two. And there's a you know a load of games on this weekend. Um, as was the main one. Is Castlehaven, I suppose, against Douglas, uh, Shawnee Callan's the first game in charge, and that's on a Saturday at one o'clock down in, in Castlehaven, and also on um, 
on Sunday from Division 1 Cargline or at home to Ballincollig Aog are playing Carby Rangers and Ovens and Nemo are playing Newtonstown in Trebek and all those games um, start at, at half 11 and there's a load of other games on as well yes it'd be plenty yeah. of interest it's great it's, uh, the, re- the official times you know that's that spring has arrived is when it turns to March and the old the old league start off. So there's plenty for everyone to, to get out there. And there'll be plenty of good games. You know, yeah, like lots it, of interest. There, no first um, game in charge of McCroom. You know, is against Cantock. That's on this weekend. Way keen. Um, is out now. It, is out now. They're playing uh, Musgrave Rivals. David Barn. So a lot of great games on over the weekend. Plenty of tasty yeah. games, and then you know they'll they'll draw big crowds out right across the county. You know, if there's a bit of good weather. And you you imagine so? Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, uh, leading into to Cork beat and Kildare on Sunday. <laughs> afternoon Uh, thanks very much for joining us this morning on the Echo Sport Podcast you can catch us every week on echolive.e forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts